I'm in a good mood. Yeah. All right. Y'all ready? <clears throat> yep. Let's go. Let's go. <clears throat> Man. Ted Cruz stands with Beal, Wiggins, and Kyrie. KD loves David Letterman's jokes. And Russell Westbrook wants to go back home. Kind of. I'm Rosa Panza. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. Of course, I have the two hooligans with me again. JJ, how you living, my friend? Living well, living good. What up? John, how you living? What's up? Happy International Podcast Day. And we have a special guest. He's our... LA Clippers resident clinic person. That was a horrible way to word that. But anyway, Sammy, how you living, my friend? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. And I actually wanted to ask you, Sammy, about what Russell Westbrook. Apparently, Wizards GM said Westbrook was open to a Lakers trade. And he said, hell no to the Clippers. I want to ask Sammy, you a bunch you of questions. Of I want to have them answered immediately. So I'm thinking this goes back to last summer. So I don't know if you guys remember this, but Ramona Shelbourne wrote an article and said that Westbrook actually called Kawhi last summer Help! to try to convince him to team up back right. in LA with the Clippers. Help! And Kawhi turned around and called PG instead and basically rejected Westbrook. Hell so no. I think Kawhi said hell no to Westbrook. So Westbrook this summer said hell no to the Clippers. Ooh. Interesting. I mean, John, what do you think of that? Before I jump into this, I just want to give a shout out to my Jordanian brother from another mother, Sammy. It's good <laughs> to have you on the pod. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to Sammy. I appreciate the intro. Thank you. So, as much as I want to believe Sammy's story, I don't know where <laughs> he got that from. Hold up. I honestly believe that Westbrook was just. He was just telling the truth when asked. He said, do you want to, what are your thoughts about potentially going to the Clippers? He said, hell no. Hell no. Big capital letters too. H-E-L-L, in case anybody was, wasn't paying attention. No, Sammy's right, in all honesty, without with jokes aside. I think it was because Kawhi chose PG over him. It's a little, it's a little snide, uh, it's kind of an insult. And right. Westbrook is is one of those guys who's super proud. He, I mean, he he's very intense when he plays basketball, but he's also intense. He's an intense person, so I think his just ego was probably hurt, and that was his response. But I honestly don't think he wanted to go to the Clippers either. He's he grew up an LA Laker fan, and you know, so Sammy, screw you. I'm <laughs> oh my God. Well. Uh, that being said, I actually do agree with John. Like, if, if a team or a player turned around and rejected you, then you're not going to come groveling to them the next summer, if, even if they wanted you. So to go to, to the Lakers and try to stick it to the Clippers again, as the Lakers have been doing for the last 75 to 100 years, it's like, why not? So I, I understand it. Do you guys think that Russell Westbrook wanted this to come out? Or is this just completely random? JJ, what do you think? He's a confident guy. He doesn't care. He That's yells true. at fans, he goes after players, party pooper. he doesn't have anything to hide, he doesn't have a mask, so... And even, even if it did get released without his permission, he's like, so what? Bring it. Bring yeah. it, Clippers. I mean, Russell Westbrook has some of the like most interesting um, interactions with media. 
I mean, we, we've all seen it. We've all heard things that have said. Um, but anyway, moving on to the next topic. The NBA has announced that players won't be paid for missing games over COVID-19 vaccine mandates. And there's some notable names here where their vaccination status is kind of questionable. I mean, we have Bradley Beal, Wiggins, and uh, possibly Kyrie Irving. Bradley Beal, his his quoted with saying, "It's funny that it only reduces your chances of going to the hospital." It's not a tumor. rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Sammy, what do you think about Bradley Beal's comments? Well, I think Beal's comments overall kind of speak to depending on where you choose to get your information. Without you know deep diving into that topic too far, you're going to have a certain view of what the vaccine does, and that probably explains his hesitancy. So, whereas wherever he's getting his info from, clearly. He doesn't think that it's as, as effective as it needs to be overall. Right, right. I absolutely agree. And Wiggins had a quote here saying, I'm going to keep fighting for what I believe is right. What's right to one person isn't right to the other and vice versa. He then declined to explain what those beliefs actually entail, per se. And he said, it's none of your business. That's what it comes down to. JJ, what do you think of Andrew Wiggins' comments here? Well, first of all, when he says it's none of your business, he's he's true on that, but it's not entirely true because the NBA is a public circus. Unfortunately, your fans provide you your salary. So it kind of sucks, but that's how it is. I mean, when we look and when we look at the situation, you could only think like objectively, how should Wiggins think? So if I was the GM Bob Myers, wow, I'm Mr. I'd Manager. probably ask my employee the following questions, which is, all right, you don't want to get the vaccine. Do you know anyone that has personally been affected? Right? right. You could say Wiggins knows Carl Anthony Tom Towns. They're on the same team. That's oh, a brotherhood. That's His mother died from COVID. So maybe he doesn't believe that was the primary cause of death you go towards, you know, diet and health. Like, I need to know what's in the ingredients, what's, what am I intaking? If you're not going to do it for your fans and for your teammates, which should be, you know, straight up the first thing that you think of, maybe not, but you should, do you give up your money? We always have those questions like, what would you do for $5? What would you do for 20 How about this? What would you do for your $30 million contract? Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, JJ. I think you have some great points here. And I think it's also interesting. Sorry, June. I think it's interesting the in terms of getting paid these NBA players. It'll be interesting to see how much they really believe in what they say, right? When it comes down to it, because if they do, then their then money wouldn't wouldn't be an option. Game they will make yeah, the decisions with conviction, on. and they'll do the what they say so it'll be interesting to see if how that plays out with some of these guys yeah super interesting and i think um i speak for everyone here i think when the pandemic first started and someone knows someone that quit their job because of their fear or worries about covid depending on your you know health situation so that that's a, a great point but now it's kind of on the flip side with vaccinations so but moving forward the last one is Kyrie Irving. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, he was an okay. oppressor where they were trying to kind of 
coax him to answer whether or not he was vaccinated because he did a Zoom call. And they're like, can we just naturally assume that you're unvaccinated? And he pretty much said that it's personal. John, do you think it's personal? I do. But JJ made a great, a good point. He works for the NBA or he plays in the NBA, which is as public as it gets. They're, they have a business to uphold. It's a business at the end of the day. And they have certain rules and regulations and standards that they set also with the cities that they play in. So while I do agree that it is personal and it's, it's also kind of isn't just because that is correct. you are potentially affecting other players, you're affecting the fans who will be in the arena and things like that. So it's a tough question. I don't, I, I agree with him that it is personal, but it's kind of a little bit, again, it, it, it may not be. Well, staying on the topic of Kyrie John, kind of to steer away a little bit from COVID, he had this quote about being a distraction. And it was, I know that the focus has to be at an all-time high, no distractions, and this was the last thing I wanted to create was more distractions and more hoopla and more drama around this. Can I do that? Do you think this statement is kind of interesting? I think it's interesting just because he's been a distraction multiple times last year and <laughs> years prior. I don't think it's anything new. I mean, he's he's the only guy in the NBA other than Kawhi Leonard that could just take time off without without notice. Everybody else would have to give plenty of notice, but Kyrie's a superstar. He's won a championship and he has the credentials, so they're going to give him the leeway. They're going to cater to him in that regard, just like any other superstar. So you're in my world now, Grandpa. I I think it's just funny. I think it's ironic because he is a he's been a distraction before this, before any of this this topic of COVID or vaccinations even came about. So to me, it's just funny. Sammy, go for it. I was just, just the, I was just going to comment off of that. First of all, I love that John had to throw Hawaii in there. Uh, naturally, <laughs> I'm going to also remind him a couple years back, LeBron took two weeks off to train with Dwayne Wade in Miami in the middle of the season. So I'm just going to bring that up. I'm, I'm going to need I'm going to uh, need proof of that. Show me uh, documentation, please. I'll, I'll show you uh, multiple websites. It's called Google. Uh, take a look. Um, the other thing with Kyrie, and I think this goes to not just him, but a lot of superstars, is the, a lot of these guys, they've been obviously highly prized commodities in terms of what they do for a living for a lot of their lives. I don't think they necessarily have been used to hearing no or something outside of there is no bathroom. You know, people just agreeing with what they're thinking. So I don't, sometimes I wonder if he realizes how much of a distraction he's being or if he's genuinely that naive. Man, you corny! That his stances and some of the way he's thinking about stuff is causing a huge distraction for the team around him because he's probably, along along with a lot of professional athletes, just so insulated from the world that, you know, the four of us live in, for example. It's a very different world for a Kyrie Irving or a LeBron James than it is for, for us. Yeah, absolutely. And... JJ, I wanted to ask you, you know, with Kyrie's, I guess, sort of antics or I don't know what you will call it exactly, but he's definitely a distraction. I guess it's been reported that there's a lot of GMs that think that Kyrie Irving's trade value is virtually nothing. Do you think that's true? What? If Chris Paul could get traded with that contract to the Suns, <laughs> and he was that old, 
and quote-unquote washed up, I think anyone could get traded. My only counterpoint Slander. is that that Chris Paul would actually miss games because he's so he's like a glass man, like he gets injured. Kyrie Irving, it's like he just decides to like take out his PTO without asking for permission. John, what do you think of that? Oh my god! You know what they say, right? The the best ability is availability, and you mentioned Chris Paul. He's been injured multiple times in crucial moments throughout the playoffs, and it costs the Rockets. It costs whatever team he was on at the time, the Clippers back in the day. So it's, to me, I don't, to say zero, virtually zero, it's kind no, of- No, they're, they're ignorant. That's a reach, it's, it's kind of crazy, let's be honest. I mean, Kyrie Irving is still a superstar player. He still brings extreme value to the basketball court when he's available. The issue that is he's, he's pretty volatile, right? He's He has going through some things mentally, and maybe he's struggling. We don't know. We don't know what's going on in the mind of Kyrie Irving other than he thinks the, the earth is flat. Hey man, you but corny! He's, you know, again, it's um, availability is the most important thing, I think. And then your skill and your talent don't matter if you're not going to be able to be on the court. So I think it's definitely diminished his trade value. But to say zero, come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean... Just out of curiosity, Sammy, if the Clippers were interested in trading for Kyrie Irving, what would you give up? Wow, wow George. That's a, that's a good question. I will freely say that along with availability, I think the other thing that is the biggest issue with Kyrie is reliability. You just don't know day to day what things are going to look like. So that being said, Definitely not PG or Hawaii, frankly. I think as a pure basketball player, Kyrie is probably more talented than Paul George. But for any flaws or perceived flaws with Paul George, he normally shows up and he plays every day. Oh. And you just don't know if you're going to get that from so, from Kyrie. Do you think KD wants to get... Is he tired of Kyrie's crap or what? Oh, man. I mean, it's tough to say, right? Because KD kind of sort of does the same stuff. So I feel like... KD has Kyrie's back to a certain extent, but I think I think this year is important. I mean, if the antics get super high and is just not available, like Sammy was saying, and is not reliable, I think KD could be pretty fed up and might want to trade Kyrie somewhere else and actually get like a piece that's gonna be there every single day. So yeah, and they won't and they won't trade. They won't, they're not going to trade him based off last year because he didn't do anything. Out, he just got injured. He landed on Giannis's foot and he got injured, so that's why he was unavailable. He wasn't unavailable for saying something outlandish or not showing up to work or not showing up to practice. So I think it's hard for them to make that decision. But you're right. If something, he might be on a tight leash this year. Well, and let's say. Let's say he doesn't get vaccinated. We already know that the most games he can play is 41. Yeah. I think they'll be tired of him by January in that, if that's the case, because then, I mean, part of having a big three is always if you need to rest guys, if whatever the case is, if if you have three guys, you can always sit one and you'll still have Harden and Durant. You'll have right. Irving and Durant in that scenario. If you're not able to do that for any of the home games this year, I think they'll get really tired of him by... Get! Like like I said at the start of the calendar year, especially if one of the other two guys gets hurt. And I know you said 41, which is true, but what if Kyrie doesn't even play a full season? It could be diminished exactly. to like 20 games. Yeah. 
Are you talking about like just the PTO he takes to like clear his head? I'm saying if he doesn't get vaccinated, he can't play in the oh, state. Well, yeah, yeah, I know, I know that. Uh, but I'm talking about like reducing from 42 to like 20 something, like JJ was saying. Like maybe because sometimes he just doesn't feel like playing, depending on what's going around in his head. Not a tumor. Uh, depending at all. on, I don't know, man. Just Kyrie being Kyrie. Hold up. And now a word from our sponsor. Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four of DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. We're going to talk about, we're going to have some fun with mid-tier power rankings um, according to ESPN. And we're going to try to decide or decipher like which one of these teams we think would have the best chance to win a championship or just go on a run during the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to start at the number 16. It's the Grizzlies, Hornets, Pacers, Bulls, Raptors, Wizards, Pelicans, Spurs, and Kings. So if we all think about that sort of list, which team do you think is the most interesting out of them? John. I'm going to go with the Chicago Bulls. I really like the moves that they made this year. Picking up Lonzo Ball, I think he's going to help tremendously with their defense. And he's also been a, a much better three-point shooter as of late. Picked up DeMar DeRozan, who they can use in his mid-range game effectively. And Zach Levine, he's just an all-around. He'll be their best Ain't player. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. He's a great three-point shooter, so he can space the floor. And of course, they picked up my boy, Caruso, the GOAT, the bald Kobe. I actually don't know if they, they call him that, but he's going to be a key role player. I think they could even start him at times the same way the Lakers did. They also have Vucevic at center, who's offensively, he's really, really refined, and he can play. He has so many offensive skills. They have Kobe White they drafted as a point guard who's still developing. He's, he's a great player, and he's just going to improve as time goes on. They also have Derek Jones Jr. So I think they have a lot of great pieces. The key, again, as with a lot of teams that come together and have a lot of new pieces, is just the chemistry and how long it takes for them to get acclimated. But I do think they, if they put those pieces together and they gel, which is a big if, obviously, I think they can make some noise in the Eastern Conference and surprise a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would agree the Chicago Bulls do look kind of scary. Sammy, what do you think? I actually really like what Memphis is doing. Uh, I think if John Morant played in any bigger market, he'd be way more talked about than he is. And he might be, in my opinion, the most underrated player in the league right now. I also think that because they're in such a small market, everyone forgot that Jaron Jackson was injured for most of last year too. So you're talking about one of their bigger pieces. Between the, those two guys, Dylan Brooks, 
not a huge fan of Steven Adams' game in today's NBA, but I do think he fits on that squad. Oh. Um, so I think if Moran takes another step forward this year, that's the team that can go into a series knowing they have an absolute superstar. And we've seen the playoffs over and over. Those superstars are the ones that win games and win series. So I, I like what they're doing, personally. Sammy, I am 100% agreeing with you. That was also my choice. Um, I've got a huge basketball crush on on Dylan Brooks, actually. The University of Oregon player. I mean, his defense is so nasty. He was developing somewhat of an offensive flow, too, with John Morant. They just seem to gel as a nice backcourt. And, yeah, I, I actually like Steven Adams just for the identity. I mean, just for the right. toughness. And that's like the grindhouse, right? So he fits the mold. I like that pick. JJ, what's your pick? You guys took all the good picks away, but I would probably say out of the rest of the teams that you didn't state already, the Pacers. I like you a lot. You know, the Pacers for the past two or three years, they've been like under, you know, undercover good. When you play them, they play hard. They stretch the games out, really good defense. And this could be the year that they could really, you know, move up to the upper tier of teams. And they had injuries last year. I think people forgot that they're projected to perform yeah. better but injuries happen and last year was the season of injuries so it's going to be That's nice true. to see what the pacers could do with a healthy squad they also significantly upgraded that coach their coach was a mess last year they let him go after one year and they brought in carlisle that's going to help them a lot yeah yeah, that's a good pickup. It's a good point. Definitely a good pickup. Hey, I noticed one. I noticed one thing. Sorry, June. I noticed one thing about this list. This is mid tier, right? Where are the Clippers on? <laughs> They're at number twelve, where they should be above this list, John. <laughs> Sorry, just just needed some clarity. That's what you know, I'm here I'm... for. I'm here to provide that clarity for you. <laughs> I'm just sort of browsing. The East and West uh, power rankings, I kind of put them 1 through 11 on our outline here. And if we're not looking exactly like right at the, the power rankings, like the mid-tier power rankings, who in the East, like you could look from, let's say, 5 down, who in the East do you think kind of sneaks up on people? Is there anyone... That, like any team there that like kind of jumps out at you that we didn't notice or that we didn't mention the nets bucks heat 76ers i think we could all agree that's probably appropriate yeah. um and the hawks you know i don't know if the hawks should necessarily be there at number five so you got the hawks celtics pacers hornets raptors bulls wizards i would say the celtics i agree the celtics have always had a strong you know squad they have Tatum, they have Brown. I That right. should have been like the best combo Pretty. guard position Pretty. team for the past few years. They're two-way players as well. I don't know, I don't know why they haven't performed and you know, they had Brad Stevens and we all thought that Brad Stevens was a really good, great coach actually. So it, it's gonna be interesting to see if the team adapted and if there are going to be any changes. Because if not, the Celtics, I think, should look into trading one of their stars by next year. Yeah, Sammy, you seem to agree with JJ. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, I think the last two years, in part, they underachieved 
to me because they had these star point guards and they could never stay healthy. Kemba couldn't stay healthy, unfortunately. His knee had some issues, and then Kyrie couldn't stay healthy while he was there, and he had obviously very well-documented uh, chemistry issues with the squad. I really liked the steps Tatum took at the end of last year. I actually think he's a legitimate dark horse MVP candidate if they play a little better than expected this year. And it just seems like they're going to have a little more stability. And the last few years, for how young that squad was, they were really burdened by expectations. Everyone thought they were going to take another step after they made the conference finals a few years ago. And it, sometimes some teams that they're too young can't handle that. So now they're not being as talked about. No one thinks they're going to be elite. So. I do think this is a year where they could, if all things fall in the place, step forward and be better than what everyone's expecting. And uh, just to add on really quick, I think everyone forgets that Tatum and Brown are under 25 still. Yeah, yep. so they're still developing. John, what do you think of the Dennis Schroeder-led <laughs> Celtics? <laughs> do you think they have a chance to sad right now. top four? <laughs> <laughs> Next question, please. No, I, I think, uh, you know, God bless Dennis Schroeder, and I hope he. Sometimes we make regrets in life, and God knows that he made a pretty big one. So, you know, he has a pretty big regret. But, uh, you know, he didn't secure the bag. Hopefully, he does well with the Celtics. Actually, I did want to mention that one of the of these teams. I'd probably have to go with the Hornets. I like that take. And I think they're gonna make a leap. I, I would I might say that they might make the playoffs. And I know that we this the media we love to rag on this kid because he's the son of LeVar Ball, but I Who think is he's my the daddy and what does he do? And I think he's going to just continue to improve and show that he can lead a team to the playoffs. He's that I think he's that good. And despite all that outside noise or what you think of him as you know, his personality or what he does on Instagram, all that nonsense. It's, I mean, I'm not a fan of it, but in terms of actual skill and the way that he can play ball, he's he's up there. And I think he's he could potentially be an MVP probably in like three to four years. Yeah, I, I like that team too. Like they're, they're super interesting. I mean, they picked up Kelly Oubre, you know, of course the mellow balls there. They drafted uh, James Booknight, who I like coming out of the draft. Miles Bridges is there, Gordon Hayward. I mean... They have a squad, yep. and if their coach could get them to play with like some pretty good chemistry, I think that could be a pretty dangerous team, like a team I wouldn't necessarily want to see in the playoffs. So I think that's a good take. I'm going to move on to the West here. The West, one through four, is set, possibly. Maybe one through three. What do you guys think? Lakers, Suns, Jazz, Nuggets, do they belong at four? Not yet to me, only because we don't know when Murray's going to come back. And I, I think Jokic is even to now, probably still underrated for how good he is. But without Murray, I don't think we can lock him in the four. What do you guys think about that Michael Porter Jr. contract? $205 million for five years. Yeah, that's a gamble. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Do you think that's worth that he's worth it, his game is worth it? Right now, no, but he could get there, and I don't think they had a choice. If they didn't give him that and they let him go to restricted, someone would have done it, and so they were going to end up having to pay him at some point anyway. The thing for, like, $25 million per year with um, Porter is that he doesn't play defense, and they need defense. Yeah, that's true. Excuse yeah, I, me. I agree with that as well. His offensive upside is like through the roof though um 
You hope to coach the guy to at least play good team defense, but an on-ball defender, that guy gets mixed up every single time, man. He gets blown by every time. I mean, good luck to the Nuggets with that contract. But I think Sammy's right that that was really their only choice, and they haven't been able to score big free agents either. So I do like the strategy of paying players that you draft. Um, but anyway, the list goes Nuggets, Warriors, Mavericks, Clippers, Blazers, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Spurs. And that's 3-2 through 11. Which one of these teams do you think could surprise people? John, what do you think? What team are you going with? This is going to make two people on this episode happy. Are you serious? I'm going. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm, serious? No, I'm 100% serious. I'm going with the Golden State Warriors. And I say that because they didn't have clay last year and they took the Lakers to the play-in game and almost won. Now the Lakers were kind of a mess last year, but granted, nobody thought the Warriors were going to be able to hang with the Lakers and they did. They almost beat them. Now you add a healthy clay and I think clay, his game is not going to be affected as other players from an ACL and even Achilles injury just because He's not athletic to begin with. He doesn't really use his athleticism. He doesn't need his athleticism to be effective. And I think he's going to come back better than people expect. Given that, with that, and the team, a young team that's going to get more experience, Steph is just going to be Steph, obviously. And you have some good young pieces. I think the Warriors are going to make some noise. And I, as a Laker fan, I wouldn't want to play them. <laughs> Steph is the scariest dude in the NBA. He can hit it from anywhere anywhere on the court you, you know what's cool it does is that lakers and warriors everyone wants to see that matchup and not the clippers <laughs> this, guy. this guy john does it does it worry you a little a little bit that clay thompson might not be available until january now they're saying no it doesn't it doesn't worry me just because clay and steph have that chemistry just I mean, maybe with other guys, but Draymond's going to be there. And I think Draymond is the key here. He is the facilitator. He's the one that he's the glue of the team. And I think any Warrior fan would agree to that. As long as he's there, he's going to be able to keep the team in sync. And they'll get their reps in. January is, is, you know, it's obviously a lengthy time into the season, but they have plenty of time before the playoffs start into early or late spring, early summer. So what I'm getting is that you you think the Warriors will be able to hold Pat and make it to the playoffs in time for Clay to come back, and then they're going to be absolutely scary in the playoffs. 100%. Got it. Sammy, which well, of this list, what what team of this list do you think? Well, so might surprise I, people. my initial agreement was with, with John as well. I think the Warriors are the biggest wild card on this list. If Clay comes back at 80% of what he was, they naturally mesh. We know what that team looks like at its peak. But since John mentioned that, um, I'm kind of divided between two other teams here. Uh, one would be the Mavericks. I'm a little iffy on Jason Kidd based on his last few coaching stops, but yeah. Luca clearly looks ready to take another step forward. I think his biggest thing was taking the offseason seriously, getting himself in shape, because he clearly kind of did not last offseason. And I know part right. of that was the bubble and coming off of that. But having watched him in two first round series against the Clippers the last two years, that guy is terrifying. So to be rooting against. Um, obviously, Porzingis has had his injury issues. It, you got to think that he's going to want to bounce back on some level. Can he stay healthy? If he can, then 
I can see them scaring teams just because he's a Luke is a potential MVP, and you just don't know what to do with that. Now, as much as this will sound like a homer take, because Ooh. John said the Warriors, I will only say with the Clippers, if Kawhi does come back by the end of the year and they're a six right. or a seven, and he's back, no team at the top is going to want to play that squad. Like, at the top. I, I don't think the Jazz, if the Jazz fall in at three, and the Clippers come in at six and Kawhi came back, after what happened last year, the Jazz are not going to want to play that team. My gut is that Kawhi is not going to come back this year just because we know he's very careful with his health. But that would make them a huge wild card because you're adding in a top five player in the league at the end of the season. Yeah, I would have to absolutely agree with that. And also agree with your Mavericks take. I mean, Luka Doncic almost took, what is it, um, Slovenia? Slovenia, like, to the championship game? And that team was full of nobodies. So who knows, man, what he could do. The sky's the limit for him. I'm going to go to our last topic. And that, of course, is David Letterman hilariously interviewed Kevin Durant at Nets Media Day. And he asked the question, why do people call you KD? And KD answered, well, K is for Kevin and D is for Durant. And do you understand it, the words that are coming out of my mouth? It totally mouth? threw Kevin Durant off guard. Sammy, what did you think of this interview? Well, um, clearly, like you said, Katie was caught off guard and probably was maybe in a burner account or two later on in the, in the <laughs> evening asking why Letterman was there interviewing <laughs> people. Uh, I mean, David Letterman's going to be Letterman. I mean, he's just trying to get a rise out of people. Clearly, he did a good job of that. And hopefully, for Katie's sake, he didn't take it too seriously. But we know at times he struggles with that. So I just think it was just a gag that probably didn't go over as well with him as David Letterman probably would have <laughs> Kevin Durant also said or asked KD if he would play for the Knicks on his off days. JJ, what did you think of David Letterman? The, you know, some of his questions, you need to know his humor. Like, he was really well known during the 90s, especially with our generation and older generation, and he could be pretty dry. One, I don't think his style of comedy fits today. Like, you could just ask the youngins out there, like, right. what do they call you, Katie? Like, they're probably going to think, like, you can't ask a better comedic question than that. However, I am laughing at the fact that he asked KD if he would play for the Knicks on his off day. And Durant took it so serious because that fool's mad sensitive. So KD, like, come on, man, get with the program. Don't get mad because when you get mad, people are going to even make fun of you more. That's what we do to each other. Yeah, I absolutely agree. He also asked... At what percentage is Kevin Durant of Kevin Durant are we gonna get this year? Is it 70, 80, 90, 100, 110? And of course, Kevin Durant's like, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, 110. John, what do you think of these questions from David Leverman? Kevin Durant must be fun at parties. My goodness, this guy, man. I'm the party pooper. Maybe the maybe you should say the K is for Kevin and the D is for Downer. Dude, this guy, man. I mean, I get it. Like David Letterman, maybe he didn't. Was David Letterman wearing an, a 
disguise or something, or maybe just Katie didn't realize it was David Letterman. Anyway, <laughs> it's clearly a joke. Maybe the the first one just went over his head, but the second one is clearly a joke. Yeah. Like you, nobody, nobody in the right mind, no real reporter would ask on your off day, on your days that you're not playing for the Nets, would you play for the Knicks? I mean, <laughs> clearly a joke, Kevin, and you need to lighten up a little bit. But I think it's just funny. Anytime Kevin Durant's in the media, anytime he's being sensitive, super duper sensitive, I'm sure there'll be a Instagram response or something, right. something online soon. But it's just funny to me. KD, keep keep being you because without it, we wouldn't have this great content. So thank you, my man. <laughs> I mean, Kevin Durant. Like, did you not realize that you were gonna get like the most dry jokes when David Letterman popped up and he said? Yes, I'm from Basketball Digest. That's <laughs> like that that thing like that's like what your grandpa read that like was right next to the TV guide. Like that doesn't even exist anymore. Anyway, I give bad props to David Letterman just because he knew exactly who he was targeting. He's like, I'm going to target Kevin Durant because I know he's sensitive and it's going to get a rise out of him. So mad props to him. Anyway, that is it. For our episode tonight, I want to thank JJ for being on. Thank you, man. Uh, thank you for not mentioning Ben Simmons. Oh, man. Ben, there was Ben Simmons news, too. But anyway, John, thank you for being hey, on. Hey, thank you. And I really want to do a quick shout-out, bro. Thank you for keeping this circus together. Jay, thank you for being a... <laughs> thank you, Jay, for being a, a great co-host. And Sammy, my Jordanian brother, thank you for being a guest on today's episode. Thank yeah, you, Sammy. Sammy. Thanks for guesting, Thank man. You. Yeah. Thanks for being here and keeping John in line. It's a hard job. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Absolutely. Of course, I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you find your podcasts. <laughs>